May I speak in the name of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. We speak of an Old Testament and a New Testament, or an Old Covenant and a New Covenant. And indeed, the New Covenant, the New Testament, is so important that we have named our scriptures after it. But what actually is the New Covenant? In the Old Covenant, the Old Testament, the Hebrew Bible, there are several covenants, binding agreements made between God and God's people, Israel. They're a constant reminder to God's people that they belong to him. The laws and practices of worship that are agreed in the covenant define what it means to be Jewish. And then in the prophet Jeremiah, at a time of terrible suffering and loss for God's people, when the leaders of the people no longer had access to worship in Jerusalem and it feel, felt like the whole meaning of following God was lost. Jeremiah, in a prophecy, made a promise. I will give you a new covenant. I will write my name in your hearts and you shall be mine. It's this promise which is taken up in the New Testament, the New Covenant, by our Savior Christ. He inaugurates the covenant on the night he gives himself over to be killed in the Last Supper, in the familiar words that perhaps we rarely attend to. This cup is the cup of the new covenant in my blood, as it's put in one translation. This new agreement between us and God, or rather between God and us, is an agreement that God freely binds God's self to. What does it mean? It means, firstly, that in following Christ, we are promised that we will never be overcome finally by evil. We are promised that our sin and the sin of all the human race will be forgiven by God, overcome through the cross and resurrection. And then there's a further promise. And it is that promise which is made at the ascension, the completion of the new covenant. Our Savior goes from us so that he's no longer located in one place alone, but is everywhere, or rather, everywhere we are, we have immediate access to Christ. Jesus says, 
He first explains the pattern of the new covenant in the scriptures and then says, this is to be proclaimed in the Messiah's name to all nations, beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. And in the other version by Luke, you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. In these words is a further promise that wherever we are, whatever has happened to us, however far we feel from God or lonely and abandoned by our neighbor, Christ will be with us. The covenant is a promise that every human being can love God and be loved by God. The promise of the ascension is a promise of Christ's presence whenever we turn to God. It's very unfashionable now, but um, the writings of a Roman Catholic priest in France, Père de Cossade, I think bear very closely on the meaning of the ascension. De Cossade talks about the sacrament of the present moment, rather like this sacrament of the Eucharist. Every moment in time can be a time for meeting God and serving God. If only we turn in our hearts towards Christ and receive the gifts of love and hope and forgiveness that he has to offer us. So how do we keep the festival of the ascension, the festival of the completion of the new covenant, completed like Sinai on the top of a mountain? We keep this covenant whenever we trust God and turn to him in the present moment, receiving the love and hope and forgiveness that God so abundantly offers us. May we and all God's people know the truth of the new covenant and have confidence in all times and in all places, to turn our hearts to him.